Welcome to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your GPS to retirement. The reality is no matter what environment you're in, there's always a reason to be scared. There's always something in the back of your mind going, well, they didn't have to deal with this. Now, your host, Paul Durso. And we're back. My name is Paul Durso. I'm your host for today. Here with Charlie Bowers. And we've got a great show in store for you today called Retirement Realities. We're going to be talking about some of the common issues that you and just about everybody else deal with. Excuse me, I'm spitting on myself over here. That you and everybody else, including me and Charlie, deal with on a day-to-day basis when we're talking about planning. That's right. And you know, on a a personal note, you got to think about life has its changes. Life changes. Things change in life. And you go through different seasons in life. And because of that, planning is so important. And since we just came through a Halloween, I thought I would uh, share with you how my planning didn't quite work out. So when Chuck- For Halloween? For Halloween. But this goes way back. Oh, so not like this last week. No, because Chuck, when he was young, he was the ultimate- So Chuck is your son. My son. He's 31 now, but we're talking about when he was four, maybe. Wow. And- I would walk along the street while he and a bunch of kids would uh, go up and down to the houses and I could hear him knock on the door. Here comes a lady with the candy. He'd get his and then he'd say, hey, you see that guy standing on the street? That's my dad. He likes Snickers. And she, <laughs> he would come back with two or three extra Snickers at just about every house. And then when he got big enough that I didn't have to, to go around with him, he would go out into the neighborhood with a, a, a pillowcase. And he'd come back That's after a few kids, hours yeah. and empty it in the floor and go back out. Oh, yeah. And he came back with some serious candy. And I didn't plan real well for when he quit doing that because I, I'm, I'm a chocoholic. I like my candy. But I finally said, well, I've got my daughter. She's got at least six years to do that. The first year she goes out when Chuck's not supporting everything, she comes back within an hour. And if you were to cut a two-liter Coke bottle in half, she didn't have enough candy to fill the thing. Why? So an underachiever, I guess. But it, <laughs> but it really upset me. I thought I had planned well, but obviously I did not. And you know, now my fallback is uh, Lori is the type that does not ever want to run out of anything. Her gift of hospitality says, I'm not going to so run she's out. she's going to buy a lot of candy? So I tell her, you know, I read this year that this is going to be a serious <laughs> year for trick-or-treaters. You need to get out there and get, you know, I Lots don't, don't want to run out. So, you know, that's the only thing I got going for me, except this year I said, and she said, that's what you said last year. I said, well, Lori, we can't take that chance. No. So Got to get a lot of that's candy. That's my long-term plan right there is counting on Lori to buy the candy and I'll, I'll have it available. My, kid, my neighborhood where we live, there's unbelievable amounts of candy that are given away in my neighborhood. And this year was a little weird because it rained. Mm-hmm. And it, not the entire neighborhood trick-or-treated because of the rain. And some streets were wanting to do it on a Friday when it didn't rain. And it, it is amazing how much candy your kids bring back home. My youngest, who's eight, we poured out all of their candy in the living room and he's, he's eight years old. So he's, he's pretty tall and we laid it out and he was, he like laid his entire body out, like arms stretched out, feet stretched <laughs> out. And you could see candy all the way around him. He was laying completely on it. And he's like, dad, look at all the candy is swimming in a sea of candy. It is just amazing to me how much candy people give out these days. I'll tell you, and and Lori always has some extra left over. Although riveting conversation about Halloween and candy and trick-or-treating and planning, let's get into the 
the real meat of what we're going to talk about today, which is retirement realities. It's the realities that you live in, I live in on a day-to-day basis, specifically talking about planning. And the first one is probably the most obvious, which is people are planning on living longer. People really believe in their mind when they're thinking about planning, they're going to live forever. But when they get down to planning, what do they do, Charlie? Uh, you know, they, they go based on their parents or, or, or even in the past, you know, when they started social security, what was the average life expectancy? 65 ish. Yeah, wasn't much. It wasn't much. And now people are living so much longer these days that uh, the, the you fear, got a plan for it. Yeah. The fear that people have when they're sitting in our office and I had somebody in my office today. And as soon as we sit down, we start building our a plan and she's younger in her mid fifties. And we're talking about building her plan. She glanced up at the screen as we're p- building her plan and she saw 95, 95. And she's like, that's a bit optimistic. Don't you think? And I kind of look back at it and I'm like, well, what did you want me to put there? And she's like, well, I don't know, but I feel like that's really far away. And I was like, well, do you want me to plan on you living to 80? And then you live and we, we, we spend through your assets by age 80 and you lived in 90. And yeah. she's like, no. Come to think of it. If you're dealing with a lone woman like that, you might have to modify the way we reflect 95. It's the 45th anniversary of your of 50th, 50th birthday. birthday. Yeah, so yeah. we might have to change the way we should have rephrased that. it a little bit. <laughs> so the reality is when, when you're dealing with planning for your future, the knee jerk reaction is to say, I'm not going to live that long. The reality is, I mean, if you go back into the thirties, the life expectancy for a male was 60 years old. And for a female, it was 64. Today, the life expectancy is significantly higher. I mean, the, the reality is you have a, what, an 80, 80% chance you're going to live into your 80s. Oh, yeah. So, uh, or, or sorry, into late 70s. And if you get to your mid-60s, I think they said, you have, what, a 50% chance that you're going to live into your 90s. Or uh, if you're married, yeah, one of you. One of you. Is going to be there. Yeah. So statistically, you're going to live a long time, so you might as well plan for it. And I think the fear is that you don't want to plan for that because you're fearing that you're, you're going to run out of money. I would rather know that you're going to run out of money than not plan for it for the fear that you could. Do you know who didn't plan for it? When they started creating pensions and long-term care insurances. Corporate America. Corporate America didn't plan for people living that long. And look what they got. And, and now you see the pensions are going away and traditional long-term care is not so available anymore just because people are living so long. So the first Retirement reality is we're living longer. The second one is retirement is now very active stage of life. You know, and that's true. I play a lot of tennis and I'll play in some of these uh, 55 plus neighborhoods and they've got tennis courts. They've got great outdoor kitchens and and party areas and they plan on uh, an active, active lifestyle in retirement. And, And, you know, when I was younger, I would see someone 60, 70 years old and not think, oh, they can't do this or that. But my dad's in his mid-80s, and he's still playing tennis. So, you know, people are not only living longer, but they're healthy enough to, to really enjoy activities. I, I don't know who, if this is a phrase that's been coined, or I just picked this up from a client. But I had a client in my office years ago, and they said, you know, your, your 60s are your, your go-go years. Then your 70s are your slow-go years. And then your 80s are your no-go years. You got go-go, slow-go, and no-go. And I think that, that really resonated with me because we've got clients in all aspects, in all ages of life, 
from our 30s all the way up to 80s and 90s. And one thing we do see when they get through that threshold of retirement is that the first phase of retirement is very fast. It's, I, they all say, I don't even know when I had time to work. That's right. And then, you know, it slows down a little bit. You start to see a little bit more medical issues and they start slowing their life down. And then at some point they actually, they kind of just stop spending money. Mm-hmm. And then you find out they're like, Hey, I got an extra 50 grand to invest. And you're like, where'd you get this from? They're like, we're not spending any money. That's you don't right. go anywhere. That's right. So the reality is when you're planning for retirement, you might want to plan for more money in the first phase of retirement. If we broke it down into three phases, the first phase would probably be the most expensive. The second phase would probably be a little bit more moderate of what you probably think your retirement's mm-hmm. going to look like. And then the last phase would probably could potentially be the cheapest, but also most expensive on the medical side. So you got to take that into consideration as well. It's back to long-term care possibilities. There's all kinds of things you have to plan for with, with being active now and being active later. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of pause for a moment on the academic side of our podcast. We're going to have some fun. And uh, want every single show, we try to do a little bit of fun in and, ha- and playing a game. And I'm not sure what game we're going to play today, but we have this unbelievable wheel. Spin the wheel. And on the wheel, we've got all 10 different games. So we're going to spin this wheel, and wherever it stops, we're going to have some fun playing a game. All right? So you ready right. to spin the wheel? Let her rip. Go, go, go. Oh, here oh. we go. What would Bernie do? What would Bernie do? Paul, I've got a scenario for you here. So what is, the, what is the game here? What is this? Since this is a financial show, a lot of y'all might have an idea of what Bernie we're talking about. So I'm going to lay out a little situation, and then uh, Paul's going to decide, what would Bernie do in this case? Okay, so I'm going to be the bad guy? You're, you're just going to speculate. Okay. So you've got a financial advisor that wants to really provide great service to his potential client. Got any ideas on what he might uh, say, you know, in terms of creating reports and in terms of really being close to the client assets and and taking good care of them? So if I think I know where you're headed here, um, and this is how Bernie turned into Bernie, is he... And I'm not really sure where you're going because I've never played this game before. So we're, well, I just want to see how much you thought like Bernie, Paul. That's really what I'm getting at here. Okay. Well, I'm a little nervous. So if, if it's great service and what was the second thing you just said there? To, to really hands on with their assets. Okay. Hands on. That's the yeah. part. That's where I knew you were going. So w- what Bernie would do here, if he wanted to give you great service and wanted to be hands on with your assets, he would custody the assets. He would, he would take control of them. And this is how Bernie turned into Bernie, by the way. So the, the issue that we're having here with custodians is they actually control your money. And this is the scariest part of financial planning, in my, my opinion here. So I would, if I was a bad guy, if I was, you know, Bernie number two, I would come up with my platform and say, invest your money with XYZ company, which I own. We hold the money and then we're going to give you our statements. And by the way, this was Bernie's. That's exactly Bernie's. what Bernie did. He exactly. Said, we have our own portfolios yep. and we create the statements to show you just how well you're doing. And the statements are nothing more than at the at, what, for Bernie's fabrication. Yeah, yeah, whatever he made up because he had custody and there was 
you know, the auditing, apparently, I don't know how he got audited or if he got audited, mm-hmm. but the reality is it wasn't that big of a deal for him to get around it. I don't even know how he got caught, but. So many clients, I, it usually is like a Ponzi scheme. Eventually somebody wants some of their money back and it's just too much at there. one time. Yeah. yeah. So the reality of what would Bernie do here is if you're going to invest your money with any type of financial outfit, make sure they don't custody the assets. So if you're going to invest with financial company A, make sure financial company B is holding your money. So you don't want the same people like for us, like we're insight folios. We manage money, but our custodians, Charles Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade. Because we can hold our money just about anywhere for our clients, but we don't touch it. I could never run away with a client asset because they wrote me a check. We've had that happen a few times where clients will come into the office and write a personal check made out to Paul Durso or Charlie Bowers. Or even Insight Folios. Or Insight Folios. And I'm like, rip that up right now. You write void on that. I am not touching that. We do not hold custody any amount of money, not even a dollar. I don't want that liability. I don't want the the potential for me or anybody in this organization to, to rob anybody. The reality of what would Bernie do in this situation is don't you dare write a personal check to a financial professional ever. All right. I don't know if that's how we should that, play the game today, but well, I, I think it got a valid point across. So let's move on to uh, some additional retirement realities. The first one was people are living longer. Hey, you got a plan on longevity. Retirement is now a very active stage of life. You got to plan on what activities you really want to enjoy in retirement. And then fewer people are quitting work today, cold turkey. So what do you think that means? You know, people are finding ways to combine work and leisure, and and some are shifting from part-time work to full-time work. Um, Others maybe shifting a role to less demanding within the same company. So So they're looking at different career moves in that there are different ways to stay connected. So you don't feel like your work life has to be an all or nothing proposition. You know, what's interesting to me on this particular aspect is it's so closely tied to number two. Mm -hmm. Retirement is now very active stage. And what I've seen is when you retire early, you get bored and and all your friends are still working. And then we've, I've had so many client meetings where I've met with somebody, they're excited about retirement. They push the button, they go retire, and then we get ready to do our six-month, nine-month, you know, 12-month review. They come back in and they're like, yeah, I've been working for three months. Yeah. What? We just spent a year getting you ready for retirement. You didn't even last a year. You went back to work. Well, you know, the such and such company said, you want to do some consulting? They threw a bunch of money at me. Everybody's still working anyways. I, I got my time because I can work from home. There you go. So the, you that's the, on your own terms. Yeah, it's on your own terms. That's the great thing and about what it. What I've noticed, and I tell clients this all the time when they come and we're doing retirement, I always throw out the word consulting. Have you considered being a consultant? Because when you have things on your terms, amazing mm-hmm. how much money you can negotiate because you don't need the job. You're comfortable hitting into retirement because of the planning that we've done. Right. Now you're like, well, if you're going to want to hire me, here's what you're going to pay. And that's when the game completely changes and you can work on your time, on your budget, and you can demand what you believe you're worth. And a lot of companies will pay for it. They sure will. And we've seen that with a lot of clients, but you've really got to, to understand folks, when you retire, you've all of a sudden got a month of Saturdays that you've got to fill. And a month? 
a month of Saturdays because every day is a free day. Every day is a free day. Every day is a free day. So you got to have some planning on what you're going to do even before you get into retirement. So here's the last one. The current investing environment for retirees is more challenging than it used to be. What's that mean? That's what I want to know. What exactly does that mean? You know, I've seen people say, oh, the stock market is more volatile than it's ever been. Well, yeah, it might be yeah. moving up plus or minus 500 points. Tell somebody from the 30s about But that. on a percentage <laughs> basis, I don't see it a whole lot of difference. No. Uh, you know, interest rates are as low as they've ever been. Well, they probably have been. They are pretty low. And I remember the 70s with Super you know, high. multiple uh, yeah. double-digit uh, numbers for interest rates. Um, if you retired or close to retirement, this isn't the best time to be investing without a plan. And I'll buy that one without a plan. Well, you know what's interesting? If we go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I bet you they said the same exact thing, but they gave different examples. That's probably right. The reality is no matter what environment you're in, there's always a reason to be scared. There's always something in the back of your mind going, well, they didn't have to deal with this. I mean, there's so many, there's very few times in American history where we look back and go, well, we got it better than they do because we always think we've got it worse. The reality is there's always going to be something that's scary. And I think what compounds, if I were to say it compounds, our media environment and white noise distraction that we have in today's world is drastically different than it's ever been in history. And for that very matter, I would say because of the technology, you know, technology highway or the internet and how fast things move. It just has turned up the level of nerves. We have a lot more noise coming at us and a lot more things coming at us to scare us. Yeah. That is why we, and that's why we believe our current environment is much more challenging than it ever has been in the, in the past. And the reality is if you look at how we invest, I'm not going to go into that right now, We've gone back in time mm-hmm. and we've resurrected theory and investing strategy. That's a hundred, 200 years old. That was as effective then, then, than it is now. So the reality of the world we live in, you can be as, you know, straightforward planning, forward thinking, you can be as progressive as you want to be, but still use strategies that are a century old and, and beat the market. There's only two yeah. indices right now that are ahead of us for the year. And we're using strategy that's a hundred years old. So, you know, I, I think we could say it, the good old days begin again right here. Is that a song? Uh, well, Is that a song? Not, you had that smirk I, I, I on your can, face that that was a song. Well, I was thinking that's a good idea for a song. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, just to, to summarize, you know, we're, we're dealing with, issues that you've got to understand and know how to deal with when it comes to planning. The first one is living longer. The second one is retirement is very active and you've got to plan to spend a little bit more money at different phases of life. The third one is a lot of people aren't just cold turkey getting into retirement. They're gradually stepping into it, which isn't a bad thing. Actually, mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing, which is funny because that leads into the fourth one which is we believe that today's environment for retirement is much more difficult. But number three says, that's eh, really not because you're not just stopping on a dime and retiring. You're actually gradually walking your way in that's there. Right. So hopefully you've earned, learned a little bit today um, on the show. And you know, Paul, the takeaway from the show here is 
I like Snickers. So when you come into the office, you'll be able to prove that uh, you listen to this podcast by bringing me That's a Snickers. That's hilarious. Well, <laughs> actually, I do too. So I will oh, second that. That's my favorite. Right. Well, I really like the 100 grand bars. I don't know what. Oh, you don't in, see in, those so much anymore. In the, uh, what's the blue one? The uh, crisp? The Hershey or Nestle. Oh, oh, the Nestle's Crunch. Crunch. That's a good one too. I couldn't even think of the name. I'm terrible, but it, I can see it in my mind and oh, I, yeah. I've eaten a, quite a few of those <laughs> last couple of days. They were so good. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you want to learn more, just go to insightfolios.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or issues that you love our input on, or just want to have a suggestion for a show, give us a shout. 704-529-9500. Hopefully you enjoyed and learned something today. Now for our fast talking fine print. The information presented is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax investment or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a SEC-registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is notice filed or is excluded or exempted from notice filing requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through Durso Capital Management Company. Insight Folios, Inc. and Durso Capital Management Company are affiliated companies and do not offer legal or tax advice. Paul Alderso and Charles B. Bowers Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios, Inc. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.